Once again, I want to welcome everybody for, to the international service. Thank you, especially our visitors. I'm very happy to see some of my friends that honored my invitation and, and they are here with us worshiping. Thank you very much. I don't want to mention all of you by name because I will end up missing some of you. <laughs> so let us start by, I want to pray. Merciful God, we pray this morning, even as we share your word together, we pray that you give us direction, teach us from your word, help us to, to understand your word, help us and anoint me and use me for your own glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I would like to read from Mark chapter 5, chapter 19. However, Jesus did not perform a meeting, but said unto him, Go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you. This was a man who was healed. He had a, he, this man was possessed of legions of demons. And in the Roman army, legion is a hundred soldiers. But this very man was possessed by legions of demons. Don't keep him because he was so powerful. People cannot even go to that way where he was staying. He was being tormented by those demons. You can just imagine hundred demons being inside one man. About two, about five hundred demons being inside one man. The man became so powerful, so strong. Not until Jesus Christ passed that way where this man was, and then. He cast away all those demons in this man. And this man was set free. And when he was set free, the man felt that the best thing he should do is to be with Jesus. He doesn't want to go home. In some translation, it says, Jesus said to him, go home to your people and tell him what the Lord, and tell them what the Lord has done for you. Sometimes when God works in our life, when God does something great, it is better for us to go home to our people and tell them what the Lord has done for us. Thank God our sister this morning gave a testimony of what the Lord has done for him, for her. I've entitled this my message, Go Home to Your People. Tell them what the Lord has done for you. Sometimes that is the best way to start. When God has done something miraculously in your life, something you know that without the Lord, it will not happen to you. You start, start with your own people. Did you take note from what we read? Jesus did not said to this man, go home and tell your own people what your church member has done to you. He didn't say, go home and tell your own people who has offended you. Do you know, many times in our work with the Lord, many people, they make this mistake of instead of testifying of the good things which God has done to them, they spend time testifying of the evil people have done to them. Whether you like it or not, people is bound to offend you. 
you will still offend people yourself. So, but the Lord did not tell them and say, do not tell this man and say, go home to your people and tell them what somebody has done, done to you. Because even church people, they make this mistake. Sometimes they go home and start reversing what people have done to them, what church people have done to them. And this is why at times some children, they got lost because they felt that if they hear their parents testifying of what people, job people have done to them, some children will hear this wrong testimony and then start feeling that, oh, all these church people are hypocrites. I can't believe that those church people can do this to my dad. I can't believe that those church people can do this to my mom. And some of them, and when these children start backsliding, then you start asking questions, why are they backsliding? Because, but if you, if all the time you attend their children, the good thing, what God has done in, in your own life, what God has done in their own life, what God has done in the life of other brethren, then your children will know that really, this is a living God. But if you keep rehearsing, because some of them, children may be inside their room, and they will hear you talk about what church people have done to you. The children will come to a conclusion and say, wow, so these church people, they are not really what they claim to be. So please, if no matter who has offended you, stop telling your children what other Christians have done to you. Tell them what God has done for, done for you. Tell them the good news. Tell them the good report. That is what really brings them to the Lord. When people, if, you, if God has blessed you in one way or another, if you start telling people, one day we want to come and know, we want to see who that Jesus is that I've done this for you. There was an occasion where Jesus Christ rose a man from the dead, the name by the name Lazarus. Lazarus was dead for four, for four days. Jesus Christ raised him back to life. Because of that, the rumor spread all over the town all over the country, all over the world that is known in those days. And then there were Greek men who had this news, who had this rumor, what Jesus Christ had done. And then they came to the disciples of Christ and said, Sir, we want to see Jesus. People want to see Jesus when they hear the good news of what Jesus has done in your life. People want to know, want to hear, people want to see Jesus when they see you testify of the goodness of God. Not what people have done to you. Sometimes we lose the, we lose the track that sometimes we too will offend people, knowingly or unknowingly. But if we keep testifying what Christ has done, that is where we get the blessing of God. So, Go home to your people. You that are here, go home to your people. If God has done something miraculous in your life, go home to your people and tell them what God has done for you. Amen. If God has healed you if, you, if the doctor has diagnosed and said, this your illness is incurable, and then Christ miraculously healed you, Amen. go home and tell your people how Christ has healed you. Stop testifying of what people have done to you. Stop, stop testifying of where people have offended you. 
you know, uh, to give testimony, to testify, is a choice we make. Sometimes, it's not just, uh, it's not just uh, something we, uh, we just think about this, and, but this is a choice. You have to make a choice. A choice to testify of the goodness of God. Even in living as a Christian life, even living the way you're supposed to live, the Bible encourages us that you should make good choices. Choice to testify of the goodness of God. Trust to testify of what God has done to us. It, it is not left for you as a Christian to make wise choices, to make good decisions. Choose to follow Jesus on a daily basis. Choose to stand on your ground for Jesus. Choose to testify of the goodness of Jesus in your life. Choose to be a Christian that knows how to smile. Smile all the time. Because if you know you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, you know that Christ has saved you, you know that you are now heading to heaven, I don't see any reason why you should always be frowning. <laughs> Choose to smile. Choose to be happy. Remember what God has done for you. Remember where you are heading to. That should give you a cause to, keep, to, to be happy. Choose to love. Choose to love people. Not just loving a certain type of people, but love every type of people. Because God so loved the world, according to the scripture. He didn't say, I will love only the uh, people from Guatemala. He said, he loved, said, the Bible says, God so loved the world that he, that he sent his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him will not perish, but shall have a lasting life. Choose to love everybody. Amen. Even though sometimes people are some difficult to love, but still choose to love them. <laughs> choose to be a blessing. See yourself as someone that knows how to bless others. Choose to make up your mind and say, I will be a blessing to people I meet. I will be a blessing to my church. I will be a blessing to my family. No matter even though, don't say because you have been hurt, you no longer choose, you don't want to be a blessing. When you get the opportunity, choose to be a blessing. Choose to bless somebody. Choose to be patient. Sometimes people are very difficult with people. Don't just draw people based on what you just see they've just done. Just give them a second chance. Choose to be patient with people. And above all, choose to, for God to be your guide. Choose to be God to direct your steps in everything you do. Choose God. Let God be the first one in your life. Choose to follow the ways of God. Choose to do the works of righteousness. Proverbs chapter 8, chapter 18, verse 2 says, A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. You know, the Bible did not talk favorably about the fools. If you read the book of Proverbs, it tells you a lot of things about the fool. I also tell you about the wise. Bible advises us to be the wise and not to be the fool. I'll tell you a story. Somebody just moved down to, from, uh, from uh, uh, moved down to this country. And then 
he was still processing his documents so that he can work. And then, um, while the thing was still being delayed, the those that processing his document was really taking time. This person remained without no money. Then somebody, then he met a friend, he was, he was telling a friend, say, I can't start a job because my documents has not been processed. I'm still waiting for my document to be processed. Oh, the, the, the friend just told him, okay. He said, but instead of waiting, you, you, you need money. Why not try, find, find a place and then start working under the table? That's okay. Then he told the person, he said, he said look, I've gone to, he said, somebody have told me that before, to work under the table. He said, I've been to so many factories, 20 places where they work. He said, I've been looking. I can't see anybody walking around the table. <laughs> or do I tell you about the story of another man? This is a rich man. This rich man was seen a beggar sitting by, his, by, the, by the corner of his house all the time, begging. He has seen this beggar for almost two or three years, only sitting in the same place near to his house. So one day, this rich man, this man was having a lot of money. He just felt that, well, let me go and bless. I need to go and bless this man. I need to really bless this beggar. I want to really take me away from that uh, his, his misery situation. So he prepared a check of, one, of, a, of a million dollars and put it in his pocket. He said, I will go and give this check to this beggar. So he went to this beggar. He first of all, he greeted him. Then he asked this beggar, he said, uh, if, I give, if somebody gives you money now, what do you do with that money? So the beggar was smart enough and said, oh, if somebody give me money, a check, I will just take it to the bank. All the bank would need to do is to verify and then give me the, the money. So the, the man was very satisfied. He felt that well. Then he asked him another question. He said, but if, for instance, if somebody decided to give you like a check of one million dollar. What are you going to do with it? He said, a check of one million dollar? He said, ah, if, if somebody give me a check of one million dollar, I will kill myself. <laughs> he said, because I've never seen that type of money before. He said, you mean it? He said, ah, he said, I'll just kill myself. So the man took his check, put it in his pocket, then brought two dollars and gave to him and then left. So on the way, he met another friend of his. And he told his friend, he said, look, I've just saved the man's life. <laughs> he said, eh, so what happened? He said, yes. He said, I, I wanted to give me a, a check, but this man would have committed suicide. <laughs> so I did not give you. So sometimes, you know, we as Christians, we are made to be wise, not to be foolish. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Go to your family. If you are an Italian, go to, go to your family. Tell the Italians what the Lord has done for you. If you are from Puerto Rico, go to your family. Tell them what the Lord has done for you. If you are from Liberia, go to your people. Tell them what the Lord has done for you. That is where to start. That is where to start. This, Jesus said to this man, you don't need to just start following me now. First of all, go and testify of what the Lord has done for you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Brother Douglas. 
Well, we all need to go and testify and tell others in our country. I know some have been here, they never travel back home. So you need to go home and tell them the goodness of God. Amen? Thank you, Brother Douglas. I want to call um, Brother Pasquale. Is, is he here? Yeah, can someone get Brother Pasquale? At the same time, you know, I told you, I said, you know, a few more minutes you give me, everything will be over. So you didn't trust me. But now you can trust me that I speak the truth. So we want to thank God. I want to thank everyone. I mean, being here for this international service as well as the 33rd um, anniversary of our church. You know what makes this church unique is diversity. When we have different culture, different race that is here. So in other words, it's very easy for us. But I remember when I came to this country years ago, not 15, not 20, but years ago, and my, the first church I attended, you know, so I will say this, because this church is unique. The first church I attended, they didn't greet me. So guess what I did? I left. That was easy to solve, right? So I was doing something. We were having occasion. Go to this church. where We are going to get some chairs to take to the hall for the occasion. Then I met the pastor of the church. Then the pastor asked me. He said, what church are you attending? And I said, I'm attending Victory Assemblies of God Church. That time I was attending Victory of God Church. So, then, is, you know, he said something to me which is so unique, which I can't imagine up till now. So, he said, boy, he said, what did your grandmother say attending that church? Now you're all lost. Because when I was attending Victory Assemblies of Church, Victory Assembly of God Church, when I started to attend the church, it's only few colors you can see. So he is asking me because he knew the church. So he said, what did your grandmother say about that church? And I asked him, I said, what do you mean? He said, well, I don't know. Because, you know what? It was mostly white people that were in this church. So he was asking me, what did your grandmother say attending this church? But I'm telling you, I was so offended because I knew the color doesn't matter. The color doesn't matter. What matters is your heart that is right with God. And that's all. So to this very day, 30 years, 
I still ponder and think about that pastor asking me that word. Why am I attending Victory Assemblies of God Church? But I would love to show him now how Victory Assembly of God Church have gone so far that I want to give credit to God and to the pastor of this church. Because, listen, it needs to. Is Brother Pat here? Alright, Brother Pat is busy, but what I want to say, bringing Brother Pat in to say, is the first international member of this church. So, he is one of the original founder of this church. So, he is the first, but he is Italian. So, he is from the Europe side. So, we have the first African in this church that attend this church. So I want you to give a big hand of applause to our chief, Douglas Amefula. <laughs> Brother Pat, come up, sir. You know, so that's why we are international. Because of the flavor and everything that God has done. I was just telling them how good you are. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Come up, sir. You know, I, I have to give credit to Brother Pat because he, I was telling them you are the first international. True. That's true, right? True. That shows I'm saying the truth. <laughs> So, I, I was just saying, no, I, I'm just kidding. But anyway, what I'm saying is, Brother Pat has been here with us. And I want to thank you for your job you're doing here. I mean, because of you, we are all here. Amen. You know, that's true. Because of Pat being the first international through him, all of us are here. Is that not true? So we want to thank you, brother. Continue your good job. God will bless you. And God will continue to multiply what you are doing. So with that said, do you have any instructions for us outside, brother Pat? Do you have any instructions for us out there that we need to give? Okay, so um, as we end, we want to thank God for this time. And we have, you know, good food from different um, nationality. I know Pastor Lisa loves puff puffs, so I just want to make sure, please, don't eat all that puff puff. She loves it, and I think all of you will love the food. And it's a blessing. I want to thank everyone that have cooked in any way, brought drinks, sodas, water, and every, anything you've brought in, I want to thank you. May God continue to bless you. May God continue to provide for you. May God continue to shower down his blessings and his love for you. Amen. I want to thank the worship team. I want to thank those that came to set up and will be with us to tear down to when we are done. I want to thank the parking, I mean, um, um, Lord, the parking 
people that helps us to be here today. I want to thank the sound man who has been doing a good job. I want to thank the PowerPoint lady as well as, you know, Pastor Mike doing a good job helping. Everyone that have taken part, you know, the greeters, the ushers, those in the children's ministry, in the nursery, those that are out there now ready to serve you. I want to thank everyone. I think I didn't leave any, but I want to thank myself. You know. Amen. So we thank God. Let's stand up and we will ask Sister Janice to send us home. Reverend Janice. So we, before we leave, um, Rav 4158IF, you are blocking someone. If, you, if this is your car, please just pull to the corner. Reverend Janice, please send us home. Lord, today we thank you and praise you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for each one here and each one represented here as our family from around the world, Lord. Father, we praise you. We pray a special blessing over our pastors today on the anniversary date, Lord God. Father, we just thank you for what our eyes have seen and what our hearts have beheld, Lord God. Father, we ask that you bless this food, that you send everyone out safe and sound as they go to their homes. And we thank you, Lord, for Reverend Douglas and Bernard Pasquale, those that have put everything together. And we know how, how it is, the last-minute details. But we give you thanks, Lord God. And we give you praise today. And we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. So as you go out, you go through the cafe, the line is there, two lines. I mean, you'd see the tables, get your food. Then we have the tent. You can go out and eat and enjoy. God bless you. See you next year. See you next Sunday.